This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. India's neighborhood is becoming more unstable by the day. Two neighbors are struggling with a debt crisis. First, it was Sri Lanka, and now it is Pakistan's turn. The situation is more or less the same. There's a giant hole in their finances. Over-dependence on China has landed Pakistan in a debt trap. This political instability, a former prime minister is threatening to hold the country hostage just because he was forced to leave office. Yesterday, we saw violent clashes. Supporters of Imran Khan wreaked havoc. They destroyed public property. They clashed with the police. The obvious question is, is Pakistan going the Sri Lanka way? The answer is yes, and it could get worse. Pakistan has gone to the IMF, the International Monetary Fund. They want a bailout, but this could be tricky. Former Prime Minister Imran Khan has issued a threat. He wants early elections. He wants an announcement in six days, else he says his supporters will run riot. But can Pakistan afford an election right now, in the middle of an economic crisis? Will this battle for power lead to Pakistan's economic collapse? And will it, what will it mean for India and South Asia? Pakistan is already a mess. An economic collapse will make it an even more dangerous mess. In the next four minutes, we'll discuss all of this and more. First, let's tell you about a meeting in Doha this week. A meeting took place in Doha. Pakistani officials met with the IMF. They wanted a loan, a bailout. How much money are we talking about? Three billion dollars. Why does Pakistan need $3 billion? Because just like Sri Lanka, Pakistan is running out of foreign reserves. Their central bank has just a little over $10 billion right now, and that's not enough to cover even two months of exports. The bigger worry is the debt. Pakistan needs around $3 billion just to pay its creditors this year. And Pakistan has a lot of creditors. They keep the country afloat on loans, but loans must be returned interest must be paid and for that too you need money it's a vicious cycle taking more loans to service old ones pakistan has to pay three billion dollars to saudi arabia four billion dollars to china do you know what is pakistan's total external debt more than 90 billion dollars nine zero 90.12 billion dollars to be precise and out of this almost 25 billion is owed to china alone how much does pakistan have in its coffers 10 billion they're barely making ends meet. Pakistan is in no position to pay anyone, and that is the reason why it has gone to the IMF. It tried to negotiate a bailout, but the talks failed. Pakistan's Dawn newspaper spoke to one of the officials who was involved with the Doha talks, and this is what he said, and I'm quoting, our team is returning tonight empty-handed. Why do you think that happened? Why was Pakistan denied an IMF bailout? Because to get this kind of money, to get IMF money, you need to be fulfilling certain criteria. You must have policies that will push you towards economic recovery. Pakistan does not have those. The IMF is worried about their fuel and power subsidies. They say they're not sustainable. Pakistan today hiked the prices of all petroleum products. It was hoping to convince the IMF with such moves. It wants to get back to the negotiating table. We'll see where that goes. Because frankly, it has no other option right now. This country needs a bailout to stay afloat. But one man is rocking the boat. Former Prime Minister Imran Khan, he wants to come back to power, whatever be the cost. His supporters turned cities into battlegrounds yesterday. Look at these pictures. There were reports of arson from at least seven cities. In the capital, Islamabad, there were violent clashes outside parliament. The army had to be called in to restore order. 
One of the supporters even died. Imran Khan is now calling him a martyr. Imran Khan says he's waging a jihad against his government. He did not get what he wanted yesterday, so he called off the protests. But he left with a warning. Call an election in six days or his supporters will return to the streets. Pakistan's Prime Minister Shehbaz Sharif has responded in Parliament. He said Imran Khan is in no position to force an election. Now, Speaker, I want to say that this government will not go to your dictation. This house will decide itself. We have to do an election. When we have to do an election, this will decide itself. So this is what we have, a helpless government in Islamabad and a former prime minister who says he's waging a jihad against them. The casualty will be Pakistan's economy and its people. You see, political instability is not new in this country. Pakistan has perhaps learned to live with it. Same with radicalism, keeps getting worse with time. But add an economic collapse to this mix and Pakistan becomes a time bomb. Experts have long wondered if a failed Pakistan will be more dangerous than a thriving Pakistan. They may soon find out. An economic collapse will have security implications, very serious security implications, both for India and the region. And this is why it is said, this is why we said that the Pakistan story will be worse than the Sri Lanka story, because this country also has nuclear weapons. Pakistan is home to at least 12 major terrorist groups. The U.S. has labeled them as foreign terrorist organizations, which means they're capable of conducting terrorist attacks in foreign lands. So Pakistan is a nuclear state with active terrorists. This is a deadly cocktail. An economic collapse will create more chaos. It can spark public unrest. It can destabilize the Pakistani state. It can turn Pakistan into a failed state where nuclear weapons fall into the hands of extremist groups. And there's every possibility of all of this happening. While Pakistan's politicians continue to fight for power.